are live. We are live. The West Coast Sports Junkies out of Burnaby, New West, and South Surrey coming to you on your favorite podcasting device. How's it going? Good, man. Good How are you, man? Good, good. Uh, we're going to start off with some introductions. I will go first. I'm Tyler Shields. Currently live in New Westminster. Grew up in Burnaby. Huge sports fan. Um, my team's diehard Seahawk fan. Uh, Big time Canucks fan. Lakers fan. Uh, played soccer, basketball, golf, tennis growing up. Um, and yeah, we're really excited to get this podcast going. Um, you know, the Team 1040 shutting down a few weeks ago was kind of what got the ball rolling on this, made us all, you know, talk about what we what we could do or what we could bring to the table in terms of talking sports. And with the pandemic going on, um, we're just sitting around, can't see each other. So we thought it'd be fun giving it a shot. And hopefully you guys like what we put on the air here. My Twitter handle is at tizdot. Look forward to hearing from you guys. My name is Mike Peter. I'm uh, I currently live in South Surrey, BC. Born and raised in Vancouver. I grew up in Vancouver uh, or in Burnaby. I played uh, played hockey, soccer, baseball growing up as a kid. Um, loved hockey. Still play hockey for the uh, for a beer league out of out of Coquitlam called the Sun Devils. Um, you know, huge sports fan mainly. My teams are the Seattle Seahawks and the Vancouver Canucks. Golf fanatic. And um, yeah, I just like to, you know, I got into podcasting about a year ago, listening to, uh, to a different um, a variety of, uh, of podcasts and thought it'd be cool when Ty and Chris asked me to join this one. I thought it'd be awesome. An awesome way to uh, just kick back, have a beer and uh, talk some sports with my friends. If you guys want to uh, get a hold of me or follow me, my uh, Twitter sign is at the MIG on Twitter. Hey guys, my name is uh, Chris Govich. I am from Vancouver, born and raised East Van. Um, never really played a lot of sports uh, growing up, but I uh, love sports. Uh, podcasting is, is kind of new to me. I have been listening for a while. I do enjoy them. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, it's been almost, uh, almost, basically like an addiction as soon as it came out. The reason why we got involved with the West Coast Sports Junkies uh, basically came when the uh, demise of the Team 1040 happened. It was um, one of our favorite stations to listen to. We, all three of us on this podcast, we've thoroughly enjoyed that station. We've been listening to it since uh, since it became the Team 1040, which was back in the day, and then later on to TSN 1040. Great, great station, great bunch of people. Very sad that it's gone, and now uh, we we decided to, to do our own thing. We do we thoroughly enjoy sports. We thoroughly enjoy talking sports. My favorite uh, couple of teams are I am a Seahawks fan contrary to what people believe. And I'm also a Canucks fan, contrary to what people believe. I did spend uh, nine years in Edmonton, and therefore I have been pegged as an Edmonton Oilers fan, which is not the truth. So 
let me just make that clear here. If you'd like to reach out or have anything to say or any type of feedback, uh, my Twitter handle is at KGovic. Let me know. It's, uh, it's Tuesday night, February the 23rd, and the Canucks are playing the Oilers. Always an entertaining game. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Uh, what is it, 2 nothing right now? It's the end Currently, of the first? Yeah, end of the, almost the end of the first. First goal was a garbage goal, Mike Smith. Go figure. Tyler Myers, uh, the next uh, next goal. Yeah, yeah, it was a deflection, and it was a nice shot. He's a big boy. Let's uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. Last game, we were up 2 nothing as well, and uh, we blew that one. Yes, and uh, that was a that was a tough one to swallow, I think for uh, Travis. Big time, and uh, I bet on that game. By the way, last game. <laughs> did you bet on this game, Tyler? You know what I did, and to do us all a favor, since you guys think I'm a curse, I bet on the Oilers. So let's see what happens for the rest of this game. Hopefully, the Canucks can uh, pull this one pull this one out for sure. Well. They're going to need a McJesus effort. That's that's the name of one of my uh, fantasy hockey names. The McJesus? Rise of McJesus. <laughs> First time I ever got him. So we got on my... Uh, I'm streaming the game here on my on my tablet, but uh, four minutes and Boom! two seconds left. Canucks goal. Yeah! Woohoo! Pedersen. <laughs> All right, we're lagging a little bit on this side as we're streaming, so... Um, yeah, this is our uh, our pilot episode, so uh, we're trying to get everyone on the same. Yeah, back at it. <laughs> nice. Last game, did you did you not love that that uh, that goal Pedersen got? Oh, that was just like Ovi. Oh, it was amazing. The, the slap shot. Yeah, that was amazing. That somebody was, was saying. Somebody was saying it was. Uh, who was saying that it was Djokovic like between the legs? You know, tennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kinda, oh, so yeah, that was the that was that. the backhander, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm talking about the slap shot. Oh, oh, sorry. The yeah, one yeah. to tie it. Oh, yeah, the Ovechkin yeah. slap. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, he yeah, isn't. Yeah, that's he... the Ovechkin goal on the opposite side. That was awesome. Yeah. Is he not? Um, is he not great to watch? No, he's unreal. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. He's one of those guys like Ovechkin, where you know where the shot's coming from, and can't stop it like do you see how many posts and crossfires he's hit this year too yeah it's unreal it's un- he, he, yeah they, they were keeping track of it and he's got the the league lead by a lot oh he does and yeah yeah but that's what i mean it's unstoppable everyone knows where it's coming from on that power play and yeah he keeps scoring them just like yeah Ovi. well you yeah. know no you know who in the in canuck history i think had that spot that they always shot from and and that was his spot, and he never veered off of that spot. Was Marcus Naslin, if you remember yep. that? Mm-hmm. Naslin was a stud for sure. Yeah, we we choked <laughs> that one year. One thing I love about uh, Pedersen is he's so young, but he's not scared to shoot. You know, he always just goes for it. So we yeah. sort of had a an agenda coming into this uh, this podcast here, and then. Obviously, we get struck with the news about Tiger Woods is gets into a big accident. And, yeah, uh, Ty, you broke it for me. Where? How did you hear it first? Um, well, scrolling Twitter like uh, I normally do in the morning, just random 
checking up in the sports world. What's and your what's your what's your Twitter handle by the way? At Tizda. Okay. Make sure to give uh, give me a follow. Also at K Govic, right, Chris? That's me. Yep. And at the Mig for Mike. Um, That's me. But yeah, so. I follow all these golf analysts and there was a random tweet from some guy that, that wasn't verified on Twitter. So you don't know, right. If it's a legit source, but a couple yeah. verified golf channel guys that I follow picked up on this guy's tweet and retweeted it and said, like, I hope this isn't true kind of thing, waiting for more information. So kept scrolling. Like I was like, Oh wow. Sent it to you guys. And then like 10 minutes later, TMZ broke it. And usually when TMZ breaks something there, they're on the ball, right? They're not going to post something that's not true. I think they might have done that once for Kim Jong Un. Remember? <laughs> yeah. um, I do. That's why I usually, usually when I get the news from you, I, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit skeptical of. Uh, yeah, but see, the truth. that that was from TMZ, right? So, like I say, that was maybe one of their rare mess ups. But yeah, when I saw that, I was like, holy! And then after that, as more people heard it, just the tweets kept coming and more and more info came out then obviously the pictures the videos uh yeah just it's crazy in this day and age when something like that happens how quick you know like the crash site and the pictures of the wreck and everything like it's insane it reminded me eerily of of kobe last year obviously Mm. this uh um tiger is obviously he's in bad shape but he's gonna survive by the sounds of it everything thank god but but yeah it totally reminded me of that and the same sheriff deputy in LA County or wherever it's not LA County. It's just outside LA Alameda County. I think was the one who broke the, like the Kobe news for the investigation. It's crazy. And I heard that was it, this, did this happen overnight. I, I'm not, I'm not too, too sure about the facts yet. Cause I've been, I was working all day and then I, I got home. I was just watching the news um, press conference and they were just talking about how lucky he is to be alive and stuff like yeah. that. Cause they've seen other wrecks like this, but um did it happen overnight or did it happen like today? I heard he was driving to a golf course to meet uh, a couple of basketball players. No, um, football players. Football players. Yeah, yeah. yeah, hold on. Sorry. Uh, the Oilers just scored, unfortunately. 3-1 Canucks. Trying to see who it was. Dry settle. Dry settle. Um, yeah, so it happened at like 7.20 this morning. Uh, apparently, it's a kind of a dangerous stretch of road that's like a steep downhill and there's kind of like a hidden light from what I was watching on golf channel. But yeah, he was yeah. going to the golf course where he was yesterday. So yesterday he was filming for discovery channel, um, kind of like a celebrity golf lesson thing. He's with Dwayne Wade, right? Yeah. So he was with Dwayne Wade, but he was also with David Spade, which probably would have been pretty funny or it will be funny. I'm sure they'll air it eventually. Uh, and Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett. Oh yeah. Jada Pinkett so, yeah. Smith. Jada Pinkett Smith. So today he was going to do the same kind of thing for Discovery with uh, Drew Brees and Justin Herbert, the rookie QB from the Chargers. And yeah. yeah. And yeah, some other That's facts insane. of it while we're, ta- while we're talking about it is like, it's crazy because there was no like tire tracks, no like skid marks. Like he didn't attempt to stop. These are facts that you heard on the news or? There was reported pretty much by the, yeah, the sheriff's like, yeah. Uh, the sheriff department and everything. So apparently he was going at a fairly high rate of speed, didn't attempt to stop. So I don't know. You start asking those questions with his history, right? Yeah. Like, was it, 
you know, um, you know, pain meds or something like yeah. that. Or and I know, I know he just had a surgery again on his back. Yeah. So he was probably probably. I mean, t- taking something for for that. I mean, I, I I'm not too sure. Yeah, I exactly. Hope, you never know. I hope he wasn't, but uh, same here. I mean, damn, he's just uh, he's such a big star, right? And he's so yeah. important to golf, like. To have sure. that guy go down, and I mean, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm talking to some of my other friends, and they're saying that, you know, he's done, and I don't think he can come back. He's got two broken legs, apparently. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you recover from that, but again, it's Tiger Woods, and he's in insane shape. And if anyone can come back, it's him. For sure. Um, obviously, we hope he does. All golf needs him. You know, I mean, yeah, even even with people that. <laughs> aren't the biggest fans of him like i'm sure like want him back but he's good for the game love him or hate him like there's actually i don't know how but there's a lot of people that don't like him that i've even talked to yeah but i guess you know because they they think a little bit more of like the personal side of him and all like some of the demons he's battled uh, i don't know if you watched the hbo documentary a lot of that was highlighted on there but uh but yeah i, I didn't find i didn't find it to be that bad i mean i thought did you did you find it to be no i actually over the thought top? It, i thought it kind of brought him down to earth a little bit and like he felt like bad for him kind of humanized yeah. him more as in like other than the crazy superstar athlete he is like you know all the stuff yeah, he's I mean, gone through and everything in his life i, know, I mean i don't know well what... i hold on I, I don't know that i could feel bad for him um yeah, no, no, I thought it just kind of humanized him. It made him, I don't know, it just, you kind of heard things that I didn't, like, different side of him, things you didn't know about. Yeah. But, but it's no, like the, Mo- the Moj said about Russell Wilson, he's like, he's just too clean, and one day a story's going to break that he rapes uh, little puppies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are, are we quoting uh, the Moj on this show here? Like, I, I think it was, it was definitely on the Team 1040. It was one of them that said it. But I was yeah. laughing because yeah, he's got such a clean, you know, uh, reputation. Almost and too so clean. Did, so did Tiger, Tiger yeah. until that. You know what's crazy about uh, back to the documentary about Tiger? All the the stories like early on that he paid or supposedly paid to cover up before they got to the press. Like, oh yeah, the stuff yeah. was happening a long time. Before, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which makes sense, but it's just crazy how long he kept it under wraps. Yeah, he wasn't begging just that Waffle House lady. He was doing a lot more than that. Oh, yeah, I know. Not, not just that girl from L.A. either. Is it L.A. or Miami or whatever? The club one, right? The, f- the one that's supposed to be, been, you know, his girlfriend or the, mm. the mistress on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few of those, but who cares? I mean, all that aside, the guy's great, man. What he's brought to the sport of golf, what he's done for the sport of golf is, is yeah. amazing. I mean, to me, what... Yeah, I mean, well, look at what those guys were making before Tiger on the PGA Tour, even. I know he's all that's because of Tiger. Like Phil Mickelson and him over the years, they had their battles, and Phil, I'm probably not the biggest fan of him, but without all that, you you'll hear Phil just rave about exactly what we're talking about, what Tiger's done, and he's made Phil a lot richer. Phil says that all the time. Absolutely, (laughs) all of them, yeah, all of them. Yeah, no, for sure, but. I mean, even from that era, like the new the guys now, yeah, it's insane what these guys make for a, from a weekend tournament. That's most most guys back you in know, the day uh, career earnings. How One come is, it, is it is it only because he was married that it, this story blew up? Because 
he was in these clubs with Michael Jordan, who is in the same class as Tiger Woods, yeah. doing the same thing as Tiger Woods, you would yeah. assume, right? But no, there's no story broken broken loose of, of Michael Jordan. That's yeah, true. He's the one that sort of that showed him how to, you know, to to move about these clubs and how to act and all that stuff. Yeah, did you hear about that? I think it was it's from a book I read, but it's been like quoted by a lot of people, so it's legit. Kind of what what Tiger said to Jordan, like when they went to a club. Like how do well, I talk like, to these girls? Yeah, like yeah. yeah, yeah. And he said, "Just tell them you're Tiger, tell them you're Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I bet you it worked. Hundred percent. I should try that. <laughs> what, saying you're Tiger Woods? <laughs> I'm Brad <Yeah>. fucking Pitt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, all jokes aside, like, it's crazy because, yeah, they're saying uh, the last thing I saw about 45 minutes ago before we, before we came on was that two fractures in his legs and a compound, like, ankle fracture. Jesus. Is what, I, is what they're saying. I think Mike knows about that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah so yeah i broke my uh my tib and fib in one leg in half and like i couldn't walk i wasn't able to put weight on it for at least i think it was six weeks maybe even longer yeah and then like the recovery was was every day every day almost all day i had to work on it and even to this day and we're three years after the fact actually the 25th of february would be three years since i broke my left my left leg and um, it's still not as strong. You look at the muscles and the, the muscle in my right legs way way bigger than my, my left leg, and the uh, just the strength alone is it's not there. I don't. It's it's weird. Like if you oh, don't man. if you don't I use it, imagine. you lose it, man. Yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. I remember. But mine mine wasn't a compound fracture though. That's uh, that's a different. I don't know. If that just means it broke the skin, but that could be a whole different ball game. Who knows? Yeah, like I remember. Um, like after obviously and your recovery and all that like the man mm-hmm. and then so not only that but like you said uh, like you're saying earlier he just had a, a recent surgery so he's recovering from that yeah plus all of his uh he's had back surgeries neck surgeries leg surgeries like over the years so yeah man it's, see what uh... this what this all does like it i hope it's not but could be career ending well, I hope, I mean, I hope not for it could guess, be, but for, like, me, for me being selfish because I mean, who doesn't love watching Tiger oh, in man, a major on a Sunday in the in the in the hunt, man? I mean, 100%. It's gonna be, it's gonna be such a downer if this if it does end up. I bet you know what? I have a feeling he's gonna be back, and I think uh, he'll be able to compete. I mean, Mickelson won the Masters, um, I think he was 45 or 44 yeah. or 45 when he won the Masters, so uh tiger is what 42 mm, i think he might be 43 44 actually but i could really? okay so he's uh well, he's yeah but i don't know but he knows that course better than anyone and like you said if anyone's going to come back from even something as bad as this like i'd bet on tiger and, yeah, and i hope he tiger does for sure like okay switching gears here mike why don't you uh get us started and tell everybody what we're uh sipping on tonight All right, tonight I got the uh, the Steel and Oak Simple Things Pilsner. This is one of my favorite beers uh, locally brewed here in New Westminster, BC. Uh, I just wanted to, uh, if you guys haven't tried this beer, I uh, highly recommend it. It's one of my faves. What do you guys got uh, on tap going tonight? 
Well, I'm drinking the uh, the red truck lager. Uh, it's one of my favorites, as you guys know. Uh, like lagers are my favorite type of beer. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend this. I'm sure uh, pretty much everyone has tried this beer. Super easy to drink. I could probably have uh, eh, half a case of them. I'm not quite up to the MIG standards of a full case of beer <laughs> for a podcast. But uh, yeah, Govic, what are you drinking tonight? Germany's number one draft beer, Bitburger. It's actually a really good beer. Uh, it is a popular beer. Uh, it's been around for a long time, uh, 1817. Uh, it it is a um, it's not it's kind of bitter. Uh, it's not. I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I know when you have too many, it's uh, it's one of those one of those issues the next day. But uh, for the most part, great beer, good quality beer. German beer is you know one of the best in the world. And I do appreciate uh, a lot of loggers like this one, like yourself, Ty. And I look forward to uh, when this quarantine's over with here in COVID to come over to your house and uh, enjoy some of those German beers with you, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah, you always hey. got a good selection of beers. Yeah. Lots of different stuff that I would never drink. You think I'd yeah, like those, hey, uh, Govic? I think so. You like lager. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I've actually... <laughs> To be completely honest, in the last few weeks slash the last month and a half, I guess, I've been on the Corona train again. I do enjoy Corona a lot. It's mm-hmm. probably probably my favorite beer. <clears throat> a lot of people look at you funny when you say that, but I do actually really like it. But I also like the P- Pilsner Cal, uh, Burger, like the one I have tonight. There's there's a few other ones. The Czech Var is really good. Remember, Mike, that, uh, that night when we had those Czech Var, uh, when we installed your coffee maker there? It was great. Coffee maker. At Dolphin. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've seen you drink, um, that. what's it called, Estrella. Yes, the Spanish beer. Very good. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I like that. Uh, they have it at Burnaby Mountain. Um, they don't have a huge selection of beer there when we're golfing. But, yeah, I had that, like, on a whim just because I wanted to try something different. That uh, looked, I heard it was actually pretty good. might have been from you. But, anyways, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Yeah, it is. The uh, European beer is, you know, I kind of spending all that time I did in Europe as a kid. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. a kid drinking beer. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but uh, that's just the way it was. Um, <clears throat> it was, uh, you know, it was high quality beer. It's, it's oh, really, yeah. really good. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've been to Europe once for, for two weeks, but I mean, I really enjoyed I tried like a whole bunch of different beers. I've actually looked for a few of them here uh italian beers but couldn't find them but uh noah they were all pretty much every beer there i tried was amazing i don't know if it was just because i was there (laughs) having a beer you know what i mean but they were really good so one beer that i that just doesn't uh it just doesn't escape my mind it's Mm -hmm. stella on tap over there it is so good and actually on my wedding night we had the green tuberg on tap mike if you remember that I do, man. Yeah, that, that was that was good beer too. Yes, the Tuberg, the Tuberg on tap at your wedding in uh, in Croatia. What was the what was the town called again that we were at, Chris? Shibenik. Shibenik. Yeah, man. What a beautiful place. And I guess for all our listeners, if you haven't been to Croatia, 
put it on your list because that place is absolutely gorgeous and it's affordable. And um, I'll just tell you guys real quickly, uh, Chris got married there in, in, I believe it was 2009. And I was the best man at his wedding. So we, me and my, my wife flew there. We got engaged on the trip, my wife now. Um, and, the, and, um, and we were planning on staying in uh, Croatia for like two nights or maybe three nights, I think it was. Um, and we ended up staying there for like 10 days because the place was just, it was amazing. And they have this, what's that, this waterfall place that they got, everyone in the world needs to go and see. Like it, it's just absolutely, you know, amazing. What's the place called, Chris? Slapovikirka. Can you say that? Slapovikirka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> that's the place. It's amazing. Slapovikirka. But anyways, Slapovikirka. Kirka Slap. and Ty, you you're next, man. You're the one that needs to go. I tell you, I tell you all the time. It's a place that uh, I never thought that I would yeah. like so much, but it's absolutely gorgeous. I'd uh, I'd love to go back to Croatia. We're actually going to go back to Europe, or we're planning to, probably this summer, if all this COVID pandemic stuff didn't happen. But here we are. Yeah, I think we there was talks about us going. I don't know. Is that still happening, Chris? I, is that a no-go anymore because of, of COVID? I think because of COVID, I don't know that uh, we'll, any of us will be able to go. But yeah, that was the plan. We were talking, your wife and my wife were talking, and I kind of have a feeling that uh, me and you are just going to be doing other things around BC the whole summer, which I'm okay with. <laughs> Fishing. Drop of the hook. <laughs> well, we're talking about like some beautiful scenery. Let's uh, let's get into this NHL game that uh, was played outdoors over the weekend, and they had some... They had some technical difficulties there, kind of yeah. like I did before this podcast. This they they had some they had some major ice issues. So uh, yeah, what what can you explain that? What exactly happened there? Because I didn't actually. Ca- I know that there was like nine hours in between periods or something like that. Yeah, what, the what problem exactly the problem is the sun came out and it was a beautiful warm day. The game uh, started at twelve noon. They played. I think they got the first period in. Yeah, and the ice just turned to it started to turn to like mush like refs were falling everywhere players were falling everywhere there was all these they could like dig holes in it and stuff they were they could dig holes with their stick in it like uh they barely got through the first period and then it was deemed unsafe obviously to play on and it wasn't fun to watch it was kind of fun actually watching the refs uh fall fall everything (laughs) like that but but other than that the game was unwatchable um so yeah it was a nine hour break Fixed the ice, waited for it to cool down, and yeah, it was probably the longest intermission in history. I don't know. We'd have to look that up. Yeah, and you know, like Ty and I were kind of talking a little bit uh, before the show, before you came back, Chris, and we were talking about like, uh, why aren't they? Do- I-, I get why they're doing these games down there in the. In the- this was in the where it was down in Tahoe, right? Like Tahoe, doing but them- it is. It's it's cold there, right? Like there's there's skiing and stuff. Like it was actually. They built the rink on the 18th hole of the golf course there, so it's beautiful backdrop of the lake. You got the mountains, like it looked. Yeah, amazing. I get it, but but like, why are they not coming to Canada for these games? Like, this I is know. where we started playing hockey outside. I remember playing hockey outside on Deer Lake when I was a kid. I mean, it can get that cold here, and like we were saying before, uh, tie off air. I guess one thing that this podcast gives us is a voice, right? And um, we should be uh, 
like Whistler would be the perfect spot for this game. Whistler or like you, you said, Lake Louise. We have oh, somewhere, man, there's, somewhere in the middle of the Rockies, somewhere in the middle of these coastal mountains. Like there's so many like amazing, especially spots especially during COVID. Like come on, yeah. there's so many better spots that you could be, and you don't have to worry about that. It's going to be cold. Exactly. It's going to be you're going to well, have yeah, pristine and, ice, and and you don't have to worry about like getting fans there and like the logistics of it, right? Like it's COVID, and you're not having fans. So what a what a perfect time to have these type of games, like they did in Tahoe, but like pick some other. Okay. Some, some can crazy I? Can spots. I? Can I? remind you guys of where the first outdoor game first nhl outdoor game was played do you guys remember well the pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh one no are you talking about like in the recent era of the yeah in the recent era in the recent yeah era. it was played in pittsburgh no pittsburgh washington crosby yeah Hall. It was no, annoying. no, it was like the ideal one. It was raining. Oh, no, Crosby got a concussion on the game. Are you, no. you going to talk about the one at BC Place? No, it was at Commonwealth Stadium. It was the Oilers no. versus Oilers versus the the Canadians. Like how recent? It was the first one in the modern era. It was well, a how modern man. We're talking 2010. Okay, I'll look it. That up was right the now. first Canadian one. No, that was the first one. We're going to have to confirm this. I'll confirm that right now. I remember it, Tiger, guys, the big hype around it. It was Crosby versus Ovechkin. You guys there was the Nick Golvik and tell him he's wrong. There was that whole series leading up to it. Remember the, uh, the ESPN series? November 23rd, 2003. Yeah, 24-7. That was amazing. Yeah. No, November 23rd, 2003. 2003. The first well, you regular... You said recent. I thought you were talking about like the last time. Okay, you might be right then. You got to clarify these. Let me... That's like 20, that's 20 years ago, man. Yeah, yeah, that was the first one. Here, no, no but we're okay. We're talking about recent, like yeah, Crosby. It was it was in Pittsburgh against uh, yeah, it was yeah, against yeah. Uh, Ovi. But I do like the ideas of of the outdoor games, even like before COVID. Like the stadium series was pretty cool. Like the Rangers playing at Yankee Stadium, um, the Bruins playing at Fenway, stuff like that. It's it's cool. But like you were saying, like I I didn't play hockey growing up as a kid, but. I watched it and loved hockey, so I know what you're saying about, you know, put it on an outdoor ice, like Lake Louise, or like you said, somewhere up in Whistler. But I get why they're putting it down Elements. in the States, because they want, they want the, they want the, grow to, the exposure, yeah. Exactly, down in the States, right? So, but I mean, here's the picture, thing. the the game at Lake Louise, like Americans, like, oh man. Oh, that game yeah, it, be, it'll never go back it'll it'll only be in canada they'll be doing a yearly uh event there winter, i would say yeah oh well, for sure Lake Louise is absolutely gorgeous so you know uh, you know um you, when, while i was living in edmonton and these heritage classic games started ha- popping up every year all the people in edmonton they're like oh everything the oilers do uh the rest of the world the rest of the hockey world copies us i'm like what are you talking about they're like oh that we had the heritage classic first it was at commonwealth stadium it was Montreal versus Edmonton. It was minus forty outside. I'm like, yeah, it was minus forty. You think those players wanted to play? And then they had, <laughs> and before that, they had the uh, the alumni game and Gretzky, Messier, like everybody played, and all the Montreal guys, everybody played. It was fantastic. It was great to see. However, uh, the next thing that that they would say is, oh yeah, you know that the Oilers are the first team to to line up on the ice after winning the Stanley Cup and taking a, a, a team photo. It was an Oilers thing too. Oh, and then the Oilers were the first ones to wear suits. Uh, and Seda told the guys, you guys can't show up looking at the bums. You need to wear suits to come to the game. We're, we're taking this seriously. Now everybody else wears suits. Isn't that interesting? 
thought that was Don Cherry. I don't know. So <laughs> I don't know either. They think Edmonton started all these things. That is interesting. Well, I'll say this too, though. I think having this outdoor game in Edmonton is smarter than wherever they had it last weekend. Yeah, for sure. They wouldn't have run into those issues with the ice in. No, they'll probably 40. they'll probably play on the hardest ice they've ever even <laughs> yep. set their skates on. Yeah. Speaking of heritage classics, uh, what a disaster that was here. Oh my god! Oh, you yeah. remember that? Remember Eddie Lack looked like he shit his pants. He was wearing white pants. That's remember why that? Luongo. That's why he got <laughs> traded. Yeah. I can't believe Torts did that to him. Yeah. Oh, I mean, do we want to get into Torts, or should we save that for another time? I don't think I don't think we have enough time tonight. But oh, I mean, we could we could, we could we could we could dabble in it, and, like dive into it a little bit. Well, he tried to fight. What's his name in the locker room or in the? Oh yeah. Man. Hey, did you know they put something up there now to that stops teams from getting to the other side to their locker room? There's like a entrance now that's locked because it's of torts. Door, Tortorella, the Tortorella. I remember that time. Me and you were in Seattle. We were just we were going to a Seahawks game. I think it was an afternoon game when that happened. Yeah. And uh, and I got like my Twitter started going crazy about torts oh, yeah, we remember we were sitting there with a guy that was uh it was joe chris your uh your brother-in-law's buddy there who was working for the canucks at the time and i told him what had just happened and he couldn't believe it and he was basically on his phone the whole rest of the the game uh down in seattle talking to his buddies at work to see what the hell is going on in Vancouver. Oh, dave kamutsi yeah yeah but it's true they did install uh like one of those cool doors opens up need a badge or whatever because it's like the tort store i think he even posted when he came <laughs> back here as an opposing coach for the first time he like posed for a picture they did something on twitter like columbus really yeah hey are we still paying him no well we We're are still paying aquilini might be get into it yeah let's get into it we this wouldn't be uh our sports uh podcast if we weren't going to mention the seahawks today ty What's this? Uh, what's going on with this Russell Wilson rumors going around town that I'm hearing about? He wants out and blah blah blah. What do you hear? Oh hearing? man, I don't know. I think it's. I think a lot of it's being blown out of proportion. Um, I mean, he's got a no trade clause. He's got four years left on his deal. I don't see him being traded. Um, it all kind of started when he was doing his. Uh, he's doing a couple promotional interviews for different things after the Super Bowl. And he was asked about his status with the Seahawks and stuff because there was some rumblings from a few different reports, not from him, but like a few media sources. And he responded by saying that's a Seahawks question. That's not like a Russell Wilson question, which is kind of a weird thing because Russ usually doesn't get, get into weird controversial comments like that, that get people thinking. Um, he made Another, the same the same comments uh, during his last um, contract negotiation. He said that it's up to you know he wants yeah, to be yeah, a, yeah. a Seahawk for life, and it's but it's up to the Seahawks, right? That's a if, good point. That's a good point. You know, so, so I wouldn't say that. I think the media is blowing it out of proportion, but you can keep keep going. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, no. That's that's a really good point. And the other thing is, so people are starting to say like, oh, well, it's weird. The Seahawks aren't commenting on it, right? Like. John Schneider is not coming out and saying Russ isn't being traded. Uh, Pete Carroll is not coming out and saying Russ is being traded. But what people, some people don't realize is that's the Seahawks' MO. They don't 
feed into the media bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, They don't respond to stuff like that. So right now also is probably the busiest time for John Schneider and Pete Carroll. So today franchise tags, uh, you can start tagging your players. Free agency is opening very soon. Then you got the draft coming up. Like Russell Wilson to them is under contract for another four years with a no trade clause. I mean, I just think a lot of it's being blown out of proportion. People need something to talk about. You know, it's given us something to talk about on our uh, on our podcast here, but I don't think there's much to it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, w- I, w- I don't think there's much to it either. Uh, but uh, you know what I do read into it? I read into it that the fans are, you know, fed up and they're pissed off that we don't get this guy some protection. Oh, right. You know what? That's, That's what I read into it. That's, you know, another, I, I, another I don't think it's... I missed. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah, Russell perfect. Wilson that's uh, that's that's mad about it. I don't think he's complaining about it, but I think that uh, the fans are. I mean, Ty, when me and you watch the draft every year, you ask me, well, you know, what do we need help with? And it's always either an offensive lineman or we need to get you know a pass rusher. That's yeah. I, it, the yeah. last since the Russell Wilson era. That's the only things I think I've been saying we need to pick up. Yeah. And do they ever listen to me? No, they never listen to me. No, they need to start listening to me. But I think. I think the fans, they want to get Russell Wilson some, some protection. I want to get Russell Wilson some protection. I yeah. hope that we do it. I mean, you look at, I mean, the great Brady, he's got protection. Uh, you know, all, all of them got great protection. Well, and Russell look, he, seems to be scrambling for his life on every play. Exactly. Like, have you seen Brady move? Like, he no. cannot move. He gets yeah. to stand back there, <laughs> like you said, because he's got great pass protection. And yeah, it's crazy. I saw a tweet. Um <clears throat> Um, one of the football uh, media guys I follow, but I looked into it as well, just to make sure. But anyways, the rank the Seahawks have in pass blocking, right? So they have a grade, obviously, based on every team in the NFL. The best the Seahawks have had is 18th in the NFL in his entire career so far. That is insane. They've also had, um, they've been 30th in pass blocking. Three out of, uh, what is how? 10 years he's been in the league and they've been the yeah, worst I saw that, so that's that stat that you, that you but that is up. absolutely and insane. It, yeah. And I think Russ is tired of it too. Like he's having to scramble all the time. Yeah. Again, I don't think he's complaining about it. I don't think he cares. He, he just wants to win. Yeah. Um, but I think the fans can see now that, yeah, just get this guy some protection. He can throw that ball, man. Give him, a, give him some time. He'll make the big plays happen. But that's all he needs is a, some time. He can't be scrambling for his life on every single snap. Like, yep. oh, man, it's just – that, that's what I started to read into it. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, has Pete Carroll – has the game passed him by? No. I don't think so. No, um, man. I think Pete Carroll's a great coach. I hear what you're saying. But, I mean, maybe certain players uh, that have been with him for a while, maybe his message kind of grows stale. Like, I can see what you're saying. But players love playing for Pete. I mean, a lot of the guys that have been there a long time, like Wagner, uh, you know, KJ Wright, like all those vets, obviously Russ, like they love playing for Pete. His energy. um, Now, that being said, Going back to uh, the infamous Super Bowl that kind of shattered our team, um, I think he lost some trust with some players, which led to uh, Sherman moving on, um, Earl Thomas issues. But 
but I, I don't think I don't think Pete's the problem. Um, I think that the, all those players you just mentioned can have their own episode of our podcast. But uh, I think I think Pete Carroll's a great coach. I think he's got a great football mind. He feels that he can he can coach anybody, yeah. except for per- Percy Harvin. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think I think he's 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 good. He's good. But you mentioned a couple of players are like KJ Wright today. I heard saying oh, that he's yeah. not contract he's, Yeah, he's not willing to take a discount, and so he, uh, you know, I just history has shown that we're not really willing to pay too many premiums for players. Exactly, um, especially since so, we just paid Bobby. Um, yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. I do year, love KJ Wright. I think he he he'll get he'll get paid somewhere. If it's not in Seattle, I hope it is. But if not, he'll he's gonna get paid somewhere, I think. Yeah. And um you mentioned someone else. Well more like, more news and speculation this this week is is uh um Richard Sherman coming back to Seattle. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. So do you think that's a possibility and 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 would what would that look like? I honestly don't think it'll happen. Um like I was saying, I'm kind of back to the, the Super Bowl that we lost to new England that kind of fractured, I think um, kind of Pete Carroll and management's relationship a little bit with Sherman also not paying him and letting him kind of walk after his, like uh, what was his injury? Is that is his leg? Achilles. He that tore his Achilles. 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 Yeah. But to be honest so, with you, it was a it good was a move. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, oh, look, I'm just now we Sherman, can look back. At Sherman's it. a smart guy, but he's also seems like he can hold a grudge too. So I I don't I don't see it happening. I, I'd welcome it if it happened. I think it'd be cool. And he's I think he's still got a few years left. If he can stay healthy is a big the big question though because he got hurt in San Fran, right? He missed a lot of that season last year. Yeah, you know what you know what I would like personally love to see. Um, I don't think he's going to come back as a player. But I'd love to see Sherman come back as a as a coach of some sort. Um, you know, he yeah. was a I think he was a sixth or seventh round pick, and to turn that into you know yeah. the gold that he did is yeah. you know is amazing. And and I remember, you know, maybe it was the year of the Super Bowl year or year after he was talking yeah. about you know how he does it and the studying he does and you know he, he and he said All the, the only people that yeah. All the prep, he said he learns from uh, Russell Wilson and uh, and Earl Thomas, another guy you mentioned. Uh, he said those guys they study the most, and he tries to to be like them. And he started like working, like had that that work ethic, which which made him probably one of the best corners to ever play the game. And uh, yeah, he's up there. His sure. his own personal marketing definitely puts him up there. But uh, Earl Thomas, I think, is is one of the greatest to ever play the game, and I think he could still play today. But if it wasn't for his off the field antics. Yeah, he, uh, he's, he definitely he's kind of lost his mind a little bit. It seems. Yeah, he's, he's, weird. he's not he seemed, crazy. He seemed to be. He's not. He seemed to be such a level-headed guy. And uh, well, from what from what I remember, when he was a Seahawk until that last year, when he, you know, fingered the coaches and stuff like that. Yeah. But, yeah. No, for sure. I don't know, Chris. Who would you say your favorite Seahawk of all time is? Ooh. Does that have to be a player? Nope. Pete Carroll. <laughs> Why is that, Chris? Uh, I sent you guys a uh, text on your WhatsApp. Check it, and then you'll know why. 
<laughs> Mike, to talk about a little bit about the draft that we were just touching on, I yeah. almost think, so you know how we, we hit on a lot of those late round draft picks before our Super Bowl run? Like you were yeah. saying, Sherman, sixth rounder, Chancellor was a high draft pick. Bobby Wagner was a later draft pick. Russell Wilson was a second round QB. So I almost think it's like a gift and a curse in a way that you see it every year in the draft. We talk about it every year. You get you get ready for draft day, right? You get a couple oh, man. beers. You get you get a couple of beers, you sit down on the couch, you text <laughs> me like and you know, we have a good team. So never mind, I get my whole family ready. We're in Seahawks gear. We're, we're watching the damn draft. We have say the twentieth pick overall in the first round. Well, and it's, it's late big 20s, hype. even better because we we have a good team, so we usually have a late draft. Pick. So yeah, twenty. And, and what do we do? What do we do? Every single time we trade away the damn pick. That's back to a little bit of what I'm talking about. So you can't argue we've hit on some great players, Hall of Fame players, right? Like they've done great, but I almost think they, I don't know, they think they're a little smarter than they are. Obviously, they're smart. I'm not saying they're smart. I just mean he thinks. You know, we have a late first rounder. Well, you save money by trading a first rounder. You don't have to pay a huge contract because when you trade, when you get a draft pick out of the first round, they don't get paid as much. So, add to that, you trade your say you trade your twentieth pick, you'll get two second round picks. So the Seahawks think, okay, well, we can hit on one of those. Well, you know, it's a couple extra players to bring to camp. That's they're all about co- competition, right? Compete. You got to give them props, though. They have definitely. Of course. Been the best but, team in the NFL. The best team in the NFL at drafting. Look at DK oh, Metcalf. Yeah, He's a yeah, second, whatever he sure, is, second or third sure. rounder. They've hit on sure. a lot. But, I mean, what we're talking about a line is what it kind of comes back to is we've missed or passed on some awesome uh, offensive linemen. They're now starters all around the league. Oh, yeah. By Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and then, 100%. Sure, yeah, DK, like, we, we draft well, but I think we could still draft well with taking a high – or with taking our first round pick and potentially getting that star star lineman we're missing. That's the thing though. Yeah, you're right. We didn't need DK there. We had a great yeah. receiving core. We had yeah. we had uh Baldwin. I don't know yeah. if he was he was retired yet or not, but still say he wasn't yeah. retired. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. Doug Baldwin on one side. We, all we needed was some protection, man. That's it. Yeah, no, for sure. And like it's finding a stud, a stud offensive lineman, like a Walter Jones, who we had. Yeah. If you if you watch those NFL countdowns of the hundred hundred best NFL oh, players, yeah. Walter Jones like number five. Walter remember Jones those, was an offensive lineman. You remember those holes you used to make for Alexander? Like, oh, buddy, that's why I'm a see <laughs> Alexander yeah. in that era, like you know, early two thousands is what you know was when we went nuts for NFL and Seahawks. We got season tickets like, and it, like any one of us could have ran through that. We we might not have scored a touchdown, but we would have gained positive yards. I mean. I would score a touchdown. <laughs> I thought you were a big uh, put your sack on Hasselback fan. Who me? Who me? No, Mike. Oh well, he's a he was a Seahawks. I'm a fan of his, but no, I was a huge Sean Alexander fan. I still am a huge Sean Alexander fan. I've uh, met him a few times. I've talked to him. I've got his autograph. He's all over my walls in yeah. uh, at home and at my office. So anyone that comes into my office uh, knows that. Uh, who Sean Alexander is. If they didn't know, if they didn't know, they'll know by the time they leave my office. I got to say, you got some pretty good looking studs on your wall. I got to mm-hmm. say that. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Sure. All right. Well, that was an interesting uh, time. 
The Canucks blew a three-goal lead, lost 4-3 to the uh, mighty Edmonton Oilers. And we've had a great time talking. We've had a great time collaborating and getting to know each other. Like I said before, hit us up on at Tistot, at The Mig, T-H-E-M-I-G-G, and at K Govic, G-O-V-I-C. Signing off. Adios, muchachos. Y'all know me, still the same OG, but I've been low key. Hey.